Rush Limbaugh, the EIB Network, and... Good morning, everybody. Hello, friends. Welcome to the show. What's up, beer drinkers? We got another great show for you again this week. Here's Dan Hampton and Ed O'Brien. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to... Size and shape of a woman's mouth is directly proportional to the size and shape of their vagina. James, is that true? It's like banging a bucket of warm water. The beat. This is where this gets difficult. Mafia podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been on Godfather Plus on patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia for 21 minutes fucking around telling stories of old time shit and baseball league stories where your boy Skills wrote a letter uh, quitting, <laughs> uh, yelling about Fausti, using his uh, government name and Greg as well. <laughs> and uh, we still had the letter, so we read that out here and uh, had a good time. I'm the boss of this family. My name is Cav Manning. I have the best audio in the business. I am along with my consigliere, Mr. Fausti Walnuts. What do you hear? What do you say? Not too bad audio himself. And our consigliere. No, that's not the consigliere. That's the underboss. I forget who you are, Greg, for some time. Uh, that's Gregorio. Nah, Bonacera. He got a nice microphone, too. We got the fucking road, bitch. The road. <laughs> um, you want to find all of your nonsense at Lingus Mafia? That's anywhere you go. TikTok, Twitter. Just type in Lingus Mafia wherever you get your podcast. You will find it. YouTube, it's all there. Uh, Patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia as well. Importantly. So me and Fausti uh, started our 41 Days of Lingus Saturday night's 42. main event. No, you said 41. I wrote it down on a paper here, Faust. It's 41. Oh, you're right. You 41. motherfucker. I was yelling it on the other show. 41. So we did four of those uh, there in the can, and... The debut of that will be on 4th of July. So Ooh. that will be in place. And that will be on a Freebirds, and that will be on Patreon. That will be the show that goes out that day. And after that, for 40 more days, Faust. In a row? Thank you. We will be doing all of the Saturday night main events. And mark your calendar, Freebirds, because on that date is when your free trial begins. That will be the first day you could try for a free trial. Was it seven days, Fausti? Yeah, you get seven days free. You'll have access to all our Patreon shows. So jump on, see all the old shit and some wild shit, all that stuff. Everything will be there, and um, that's what we will have for you. Now. You get a taste. You get a little taste, Faust. <laughs> now, I did a show earlier today, so we're going to ooh insert 
it into the show here, Faust. And hey, as now. you guys know, last week I talked about um, there was a show called Get My Go. And what it was is they were reviewing the Billy show where he was with yeah. Brad. Did you ask him what that means? I did, and that's on here, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, it is kind of what we thought it was. You are what we thought we were. So I had him. He was going to come on the show last week, but by the time we figured it all out, it was past time. So I said, all right, well, we'll have him on. And his schedule, he's over East Coast, so it's a little rough to get together. I said, you know what? I will just um, do this. Something happened to your mic right now. Is it all the way off? I think so. Uh, Faust, I don't have the best audio in the business for nothing. There you go. Thank you. There you go. I don't know. I saw on the screen it said input fucking gone or something. Uh, It like flashed on, and I was like, fuck, did I just see? So I turned it off. Yeah, I finish your sentence, and I was like, oh, yeah. So hey, at least at least it kicked on another mic instead of just cutting you right out. Oh, I did. I was on. I was on fucking like through the computer. computer. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Thank God. It was uh, something at least because that's where I was like, "Well, can't hear me." So you fucking. <laughs> um. So anyway, he he does a show and it was uh, on that Get My Go and they were reviewing the Billy and Brad show. And right. um. I'm waiting for part two. Yes, that's possibly next Monday or Sunday, something like that. Mm. Um. So it was them busting his balls, and then um, this guy Chad on the show uh said. You are, he called me the equivalent of Gary the R word, which um, is uh, Gary the retard, of course. So that was that. Um, so I said, okay, I would like to know why he doesn't like me and what, what's this all about, right? So he graciously came on the show and we had a discussion about why and all kind of things about this guy's career, which is very fucking interesting. So I am going to have this inserted here into this and then uh we're gonna come back afterwards and um it's a good good juicy hour that uh you guys can get from this so uh let's go to the clip as promised this week we are here with chad b from eyes up here with francine and get my go podcast so we have been talking for a while since uh since the events got us together <laughs> and uh, yes exactly i'm like i want to play because i played last week on the show but you know we want to keep current i want to play the clip that uh got noticed and uh got us talking which is a good thing that it happened so uh hey, hey brother <laughs> here we go here we go conan yeah. is a fake rebel he's phony uh-huh. he's full of shit yeah. You That's know, what I was gonna can, get into. Can I that. compare Cav to a member of the Whack Pack? Yeah, you don't like Cav, right? I would say that Cav would be compared to what we now know him as Gary the Conqueror. <laughs> ah. In the past, he was known as Gary the R word. Yeah, yeah. But man. he used to be known as he now he's known as Gary the Conqueror. That would be the best comparison I have to Cav. Okay. <laughs> So I mean, it's a good line. Come on. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I said, first of all, I go, you could say retard. We're allowed to say retard. I will never not use the word retard because isn't that a proper word anyway? Someone is well, retarded. It's, That's it's a Gary the retard. Thing. But you know, the, part of the part of the funny part is saying the R word. Also, <laughs> we did use just audio for that, but yeah. I was using air quotes. So uh, it was Gary the R word. R word. So, 
the whole point of it was the quotes and the R word. Yeah. But it was a good line. Come on. It was a great line. Well, here's the thing. I always go to, I said, okay, well, it, back in the day, I might have went fucking, you know, ape shit and tried to attack or something. Because when I played the clip on the show, I I heated myself and I said, calm down. <laughs> I said, because I, I want you on the show. And I said, okay. I, I And I said on the show, I go, I guarantee this guy talks to me. He will like me. And we will be buddies. This is... This is what happens. This is just because I'm like, I want to know always, okay, if someone doesn't like me, fucking, I, I've had this my whole life in normal fucking world. I rub people wrong. The things I say, I say what I feel, what all that kind of shit, right? So I'm like, okay, well, anybody gets an opinion. So I want to know why. What? Where did you hear me? What didn't you like? What? What came across? First of all, look at the backdrops of both of our areas. I mean, right off the bat, how could we not be like, uh, you know, kindred buds, spirits? Right? <laughs> I mean, look, look at this. But no, yeah. I, I have to say, you know, first impressions, right? I mean, I, I have to go back at least. When did you guys do the podcast on a poll? Fuck. It was a while ago. It was at least probably two years ago. And okay. You know, so that's when. So okay, I got to So I'll go back even further. So I did the Triple Threat podcast with the franchise Shane Douglas okay. and my great good friend, going back twenty two years, John Paz, co founder of the Two Man Power Trip okay. in Frenston's College. We did the show with uh, Shane Douglas, and we brought it over to Vince Russo's the brand. Okay, right. We we were part of the brand, and every time Vince kind of ventured outside the brand, yeah. I would kind of predict how it was going to end, right? <laughs> and every time Vince went outside the walls of his brand, yeah. it was a, a cataclysmic disaster. Uh -huh. Truth with consequences with Matt Coon. And the relationship with Billy to start, right? Every mm. time it went outside the walls of the brand, it was a disaster. Okay, So... I didn't listen to podcasts on a poll. Okay. Never once listened because I refused because I was like, I'm not going to listen to him shit on anything outside of his world. Right. Okay. But nothing against you guys at the time. And plus, we'll get to Billy sure. eventually. Somebody with whom I don't always see eye to eye with said, no, you have to listen to podcasts on a poll because this guy who does the show, Cav, is the one you have to listen to. Hmm. I said, all right, I'll okay. take a listen to it. I said, why? I said, because you just got to listen to him. Hmm. So I listened to it. And at the time I just didn't, I didn't jive with me. Sure. And I had a preconceived notion that I carried with me okay. from the podcast on a poll through last week when sure. I was in the <laughs> when I reported get my go. Yeah. Don't think I listened to a minute of anything you've done since. Sure. And I carried it through since. But uh -huh. I also carried great passion at my dislike for one Billy Body. Okay. And I felt that what I've seen him do has yeah. carried down all the stuff I've seen you do around him. Sure. And now getting to know you over the last week, I'm now more angered for you that it's carrying you down. So sure. the I, so here's what I will say. Okay. I apologize for my preconceived notion and not giving you the uh, the opportunity to win me over. Okay. I took that one show and brought you down, but <laughs> that anchor carried you down yeah. even further. 
And, and I hate doing apologies. I'm not doing that as PC bullshit. Yeah. And because I'm sitting in front of you, it's because this guy said, one, I'm a meth fan, so we can't hate each other, which is true. Yeah. That we can't We've already got enough fucking issues. <laughs> but the more we got to chit-chat, mm -hmm. the more I say, you know what? It's not the fact that, hey, look, I didn't like the content that I heard on that one show, which was the post-Russo show, by the way. So it was the oh. burial of R Russo. That's okay. the other thing, too. But I, I didn't join that in that, though, did I? You didn't, no. but I just didn't like the presentation of the show. You didn't. That I will yeah. point that out. I just think that the anchor of one body. I Billy, was there, and it got. I got hit with sludge because I was in yes. the. Yes, I was in yes. the tornado path. I think that you could you could have protected yourself and maybe maybe could have grown a little bit more at sure. that moment had you. Cut the ties. But I get what your methodology yes. is for the I get it. I get it. Because you were worked on the Howard Stern show. I am Correct. a student of that by I mean, fuck, I've listened since ninety-two, the you know, the channel nines and all that. And it's always I love a fucking argument and a fight. And if you saw well, I put on our Patreon, we were recording after the fucking the aftermath had hit. I gotta find this to fucking send it to you. Um, it is it it got me fucking Patreon people because it was fucking crazy. And we finished the show. It was they were arguing like fucking crazy before the show started, as in emails. And I and they were fucking madness. And I told Billy, fucking ins it's like he's insane, you know. And he gets fucking right. nuts. And it's it was yelling at him. And I'm like. What the fuck? And I went on the side, as I said, on that show. I don't agree with what Russo chose to do, but that's Russo's show. He could fucking destroy it if he fucking wanted to. It was his show. Right, exactly. And, and Billy said, you could grow the show if you did this, this, and this. It was true, but it's fucking Russo's show. Who gives a fuck? It's, you might go crazy, but it's his choice. And so Billy can't handle that he didn't take that advice where it's like, yeah. it is what it is. So the emails are fucking brutal. And so now we have to do a show. <laughs> oh, fuck. And I'm ready for the show to be in the beginning where it's a nightmare. And Vince was smart. Fucking got on. How's it going? That we, And it was like, <laughs> this is going to be great. Start the show. He's engaging, normal, like you wouldn't fucking know anything happened. We say goodbye. Turn off the video. Audio still on. And and it is face drop. And the first thing is, are you fucking insane? Are you fucking insane sending me an email like that? It was like, ah, oh, here we go. And then Billy is, it's confronted face to face. So it's a little different. Right. He's not fuck yeah, you. A different presentation. Yes. And he's like, I tell you. And they fucking went after each other. I had the whole thing fucking recorded. And I was like, oh, wow. And so it was gold. It was gold. And I sat there and because I'm like, it's between them. And I right. sat there and I'm like this <laughs> in the middle. And he goes, pick your fucking head up, Cav. <laughs> and I go, what the fuck did I do? I go, I have nothing to fucking do with it. And, and so that was their argument. And then after that, it's Russo never wrote the attitude era. It's it's boom, 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 attack, 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 because that's just the way it fucking goes. On Billy's side. And the same with, you know, Disco and Conan. He's friends with Disco until 
Disco says, I don't fucking want you right. to say it. And then it's Disco, you suck. So it's like, fuck. Yeah, and, and I can't get behind that, right? And it's again, it, if he hears this and he says anything about me, I'm a nobody and I've done this and I've done that. But, you know, I got a great little career that I sure. made for myself. You've done some fantastic and- fucking things where I go, I told this to my wife, all the shit that you did. I go, he did this, this. She goes, it's everything you wanted. <laughs> I go, I go, I know it is every single fucking thing, pretty much. I go, what the fuck? And I go, and then he's a Mets fan. She's like, what the fuck is this? So it was uh that was what was wild about it. And I get that I got the shrapnel from it. What's funny though is that's what you fucking ever heard, and it carried. And I it's didn't even cr- say yeah. anything. It, I'm, you know, I consider myself like a podcasting snob because of that <laughs> that broadcast pedigree that I have. You know, wow. being raised on the the Opie and Anthony, the Howard Stern sure. world, growing up in New York, we get the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. We don't just listen to, you know, uh, the the the, the Dickin the Dickin <laughs> Diddle show out in Sheboygan, right? We yeah. listen to the cream of the crop. So if I hear something I don't like. You're, You're done. done. And 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 I can't go back. And also, too, at that point, I was working on a lot of shows. So I don't really have time to go and listen to a lot of people's sure. stuff. And I would get people say, hey, can you listen to this show? Hey, can you listen to this? And I'd be like, sure. And I would never sure. listen to it. But I listened to that because of the vested interest in outside the brand activity. And I was so upset. Be like, focus on us. Promote yeah. Triple Threat Podcast. Promote this. And again, I just carried it with me. But then as we would hear clips of stuff going on with Billy. Yeah. I just would get frustrated that saying like, you know, you could take your stuff elsewhere, mm-hmm. but I get frustrated with Billy because you know what? And I said the same thing. And, yeah. and when people hear either get my go part one or get my go part two, whenever that's going to come out, I give both Billy and Brad Shepard credit for this. If they stuck to their guns and if they let the stupid snowflake focus or the dirt sheet, I hate this guy yeah. shit focus go, they would have their niche audience of, hey, look, we're the rebels of the dirt sheets. Hey, we're the yeah. alternative to the nerd. I don't I will not watch certain guys like I got no problem with Sean Ross Sapp. I, you know, he's always been good to me. Mm-hmm. He used he, he would always post my stuff when I would send him stuff. Yeah. He's always been supportive of eyes up here. I got no problem with him, but you know, I don't sit there and watch all his stuff because it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't like that style of broadcast, but I'm not going to sit there and go, Oh, he's a snowflake. Oh, sure. he's this. Oh, he's that. But Brad and Billy with the style they have, they could have been the alternative and say, Hey, you want that? Ner- like that wrestling news shit that Brian last and Brian Solomon do. Oh my God. What nerdy, loser, dorky <laughs> shit that is the complete antithesis of just the, the wrestling fan of today that nobody of the 90s era wants mm-hmm. to hear. Brad and Billy could have done that, and they could have been the outlaws of wrestling news, but they're too concerned with, oh, I'm, I fuck so many chicks, and I'm so rich, and I own this, and I own that. I guarantee you my house is bigger than Billy's. I guarantee you that I, you know, I own more cars than Billy does, but who gives a fuck? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Who I don't care. So why should he care? But it doesn't matter. He should have stuck to his guns. He literally could have been the renegade outlaw of wrestling news. And same thing with Brad. I like Brad. I like Brad's voice. Yeah. I like the way Brad presents himself, but they focus too much on the stupid shit. And that's where I think that their downfall is, but that's just my opinion. And again, I said it, and I get my go. 
Opinions are like assholes. You know, the the Billy deal, so I've known him for a while since he was on the Steel Cage show. That's where I first heard him. I never heard of that. See, it was a good show back in the day. I got a problem with one of the guys on there, which I won't be fucking friends with. Uh, and I say it is not my fault, like Snitsky. I, we, I, and I'll tell you the story behind it. <laughs> I don't fucking know. He, he called me a sociopath on the fucking, on his show. And I was like, what the, what the fuck? I had him on my show to interview him about uh, rank the hottest chicks in wrestling. And it was weird because later it was like out of nowhere he said that. And I said, I turned it into a complete bit. I go, how dare he call me a sociopath? Let's look in the dictionary. What is that entitled? And they started going through the list and I go, all right, that's right. And we start checking it off and I go, fuck, I'm a sociopath. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, it was great. And he fucking wrote me then. He texted me and wrote, you're a fucking sociopath. And I go, oh, how LOL, how funny was that? Thanks for the idea for the bit. It was fun. And then he writes back, fuck you. And I'm like, what Where the? What the fuck happened? And I send a friend. He goes, I don't see a smiley face with that. Fuck this guy. So it turned into all hell there. And I'm like, whatever. So I knew Billy from that show. And anytime Billy was on, he was the most entertaining person to listen to his opinions and everything like that. And so we got hooked up through that show and, and did things since. So when I do shows with Billy, Billy has a completely different thought process than I do about social things. He last week is screaming about um, we should tear down all the rainbow flags and burn. The, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And first of all, There's who gives a fuck? And so it's a lot of that. And it's a lot of he's screaming about woke all that shit all the time where I'm like, I go the opposite way of it. I understand certain things. But then I'm like, dude, why do you fucking care? And cares. it's, Literally you know, cares. Yes. <laughs> and it's everybody on Twitter. I have more of this than you. I ha And I'm like. And Disco said it to him. Conan said it to him. Why do you engage with this? I say, it's so easy to get you to fucking do something. Don't yeah. say it. Who cares? Don't reply. Right. And then I told him, why don't you try an experiment? Turn babyface. Do that. See how fucking millions of people now come to you. If you do, I'd rather die. I'm never doing that. And I'm like, oh, it's, so it's, stupid. it's his fucking life and it's his fucking yeah. world. I, and and I, I said, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I, no. I said, it, I get my go. When he did, he did a figure. Uh, excuse me, he did a segment about action figure numbers on Keeping It 100. Yeah. That's the only place I listened to him on. Mm -hmm. By accident, because the great Husey and his clickbait mastery, he <laughs> gets you to listen by accident. But I listened to this segment Billy did about action figure sales numbers. Yeah. He didn't, it was not, he didn't throw in one <laughs> bullet point about SJW yeah. or his opinion. It was just the facts. It was some of the best reporting I had ever heard mm -hmm. about non-wrestling news anybody has ever done on podcast airwaves. If he stuck to that, he'd yeah. be on the tip of everybody's tongue as it relates to, again, the outsider of wrestling news structure. But he... Anyway, I, Continue. I didn't mean yeah, to cut yeah, you off. No, no. By the way, is my microphone on? Because yeah, I mean, on. you know, you're the king of of, of yes. podcast audio. I was going to tell you, Mike Durban. I just want to make sure I'm not uh, committing a Billy on your airway. I was going to say it is echoey. I do hear that. And I was going to say I'll give well, you a tip on. That's my basement. That's just I, my. Basement. It's a hundred percent that. That's why I'm like I got this room together in the house before anything else was in the house because I was like it's echoey as fuck, and I'm like. Put that up, Roadcaster Mike. You're good. It's my basement and my booming voice. <laughs> I was gonna say it's in your giant house that's more money than anybody else that listens. Um, Not more money, it's bigger. It's just bigger. <laughs> I live in Virginia, so it's just bigger. There you go. And you more know, land. so here's the thing. I my problem with Sean Ross Sapp when Billy has his big problem, and I'm there for I'm hosting. I drive the car. 
That's pretty much what I fucking yeah, do with him. It. People here, I, I always it. say, I do that. It gets way more ears than my show. Way more. And it bring it has brought people over throughout the years. People hear me, they go, oh, I like him. He's not as crazy as fucking Billy, but I like him still. Boom, they come over, they hear my other shit, they say, whatever. So his problem with the Sean Ross Stapp, and it all comes from, I got the news first. No, you got the news first. I stole from you, you stole from me. This is their deal. So my deal with Sean Ross Sapp was I've had fans of my show write to me and go, this motherfucker DMs me to fucking curse me out. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And they show it to me. And he goes, and I said, well, did you curse him out? And he goes, I fucking posted it. It's amazing to me that people pay $12.99 to get stories uh, from the dirt sheets that aren't true. That's what he put. He didn't tag anybody. He never said a name. He's talking about Meltzer, whatever the hell that thing costs. Not $5, right? Fucking Sean Rassap slides in his DM, starts yelling at him, calling him a fucking asshole and fuck you. And, you know, my stories are right. And he's like, and he never replied to it because guy's got a, a real job. And he's like, I don't need this being sent to work and weird shit. And it right. was, he kept on emailing him. He kept on, aren't you going to reply, pussy? This and like, it was fucking crazy. And right. so I said, this is my issue to hypocritical shit where it's, oh, Billy bullies people. He does. That. And I said, motherfucker, you're sliding into DMs and smiling on the outside and saying fucking horrible shit to people. I'm pissed now. Now this is where you get me. So he fucking wrote me once during the that Billy quote unquote fight at the Comic-Con or whatever the fuck they were at, the Nerdville. And they, you know, how here's the video and shit. And. I said, and Billy tell, called me right after this happened, and I tweeted out, oh, I can't wait to see this fucking tape of, you know, this confrontation or whatever. He fucking DMs me immediately, and he goes, this is what happened. You're being lied to, this and that. And I go, listen, and I'm normal to him. I go, I'm, this is what I was being told. Billy told me to report it on my Twitter because he was didn't have a Twitter. So this is what happened. That's all I know. And Well, it's not. We have it on tape, and I go, I can't wait to see the tape, I said. And he goes, that's never going to happen. And I go, I'm not asking you to send it to me. I assume it's going to be on fucking line. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. And he goes, no, it'll never be. Two minutes later, it was on fucking line. Imagine that. <laughs> and so I see this, and he's, like, yelling at me or whatever. And I am I do the, all right, well, you know, okay, very good. And, like, then I'm blocked. So you go, okay, I didn't even yell at him back. I go, all right. Out of the blue, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Billy talked about his house. Uh, in Kentucky, and the price is online or whatever. It's like two hundred fifty thousand, whatever the fuck, right? And he's like, "My place is worth more." And I stood up then for Sap, <coughs> and I said, "You have to understand, in America, you put that house where I live, it's probably a million dollars." Yeah. And I go, "It's Kentucky. It's not going to cost you much. It doesn't mean it's a bad house. You have that house. Put it." I go, "I look at Chicago listings that are five hundred thousand. Here they're five million. I'm in the yeah. Bay Area. It's completely different world. And so it kind of dropped him a little bit right there. Sap messages me, thanking me for defending him and this and that. And I'm like, wow. hey, there you go. I said, I am fair. I say I am fair. If something is said that I don't buy, I will fucking reply to it. I am not there to kiss Billy's ass. And Billy, I think, knows it. And I'm the only person that won't kiss his ass unless he gets in a fight with people. But yeah. it's... Like, the first thing I did when, after he did the I Apologize show, 
I opened the show with welcome to a show where Billy won't be blowing himself for three hours. <laughs> and he's like, fuck you right off the bat. I go, because I'm going to bust his fucking balls. And he's a good guy outside of that shit. And it's just, it's a thing with him where he has to, it's like the comeback. He can't just let it fucking slide because you go, you're going to be yelling at people that are saying the sky is red. And you could go, look, it's fucking blue. And they go, no. What are you going to fucking do about it? Yeah. Nothing. He needs a makeover. Okay. Yes. He needs the podcast or social media makeover. Or if he's such a in the in demand person yeah. or he's such a connected person, he needs a public relations associate <laughs> to take over his Twitter, which I think he's claimed multiple times already does. But he really needs somebody to manage his tweets, take care of his business and clean up his attitude possibly even clean up his look because I think that he could really use a makeover. And that's just me. It's just my, that's my opinion. Well, his nickname was Dirty think, Jesus. Gonna, it's perfect. Yeah. It is I'll perfect. give you credit for another thing too. And this yeah. is another reason why I instantly flipped. To have the guts to say to Joe, hey, I want to connect with him. Because yeah. you followed me right away. Yeah. And I saw it. Don't, don't trust me, I did. Uh-huh. I, uh, Joe reached out to me and said, hey, you know, Cav wants to have you on. I said, hook it up yeah. right away. Because I said, that's balls. And I'm not going to, what was I going to do? Say, no, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to do it. I'm going to show you, I got balls. Sure. Too. So, and I'm sure, I don't know if you were surprised or not surprised, but I said, yeah, bring it. I said instantly, I said, yes, book well, it. And we connected, I think within a day or so. Yeah. And what's with me too, is I always, I think people are in the same almost mindset where I go, why wouldn't somebody agree? And I'm always shocked if somebody doesn't, because I have had fans like fucking yell and I go, you know what? I welcome you to come on this next show, and I swear to you, you will not be attacked. I want to have a conversation. I wouldn't come on your show. And I'm like, that's okay. I get it. You're fucking, you're terrified in the first place, right? And so when I said to John, I was like, I don't even know if I said it. I might have where I said, I'm not looking to fucking be screaming at the guy. I want to legitimately know why he doesn't like me. I want to know and what I was trying off. to hide. I was trying not to tell you for the, the couple of days we yeah, were going yeah. back and forth. Every time you said something, I was trying to jump over, jump it, over. it and <laughs> save it for when we got on yeah, the air. So yeah. That's my, that's my little broadcast yeah. uh, pro in me. I was trying to save it. Yeah. And I don't think I asked you flat out. So why don't you like me on there? Cause I was like, well, we're going to get on the show, you know, yeah, so exactly. you better, no, no, better off over uh, there. But very funny. so getting on to uh, some other stuff about your fucking world and life. Uh, like I said earlier, I am, was in fucking shock by the amount of things you did. Well, first let's tell people your Twitter because I gave you a tip because <laughs> I couldn't I, I'm find still this to, fucking I'm still guy. trying to understand it. I couldn't find this guy at all. So say say the Twitter and then I'll tell you. So it's at, I say it's at Chad Ian B. As the way I yes. always say, I've been saying it for <laughs> I don't know. I changed. It's been a couple things over time, yeah. but this has been the, the the most recent one I've had for about I'd say about five yeah. years, six years that I've had it as this. But please explain how I should be saying it. So this I hear to me. I hear the the Twitter name is Chad, the letter E. The letter N, the letter B. And I was searching this fucking thing. Yeah. Is that my Jersey accent? <laughs> that, 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 no, the way I'm because saying it? I, I'm, I would say Ian, I think. I would, well, if you say Ian is, of course, that's normal too. But when it is trying to be searched for, I think you almost have to do the whole. Uh, Phonetic saying? You have to say Chad, and then it's I-A-N, the letter B. Yes, because I guarantee you. And I searched, and I was like. I can't find, and then I said, 
did he block me before I even knew of him? Because I can't I don't find block anybody. I don't I, either. I, I don't Never. think I've ever blocked anybody. No, me neither. I, there's no reason for it. Um, and so then I go to another Twitter, like the show's Twitter, and I have my own whatever, right? So I'm like looking on there, and I go, fuck, I don't see him. And then so I, I was like, I went back, and so I'm listening to this before bed, and I have the phone against my ear because I'm like, say it again. Say the name of it again. And I rewind it, and I'm like, say it. <laughs> like fuck and so I, I go okay and then I hear a couple of names of the shows you do so I go now I'm gonna fucking do that yeah, just go that way I mean that would have been the easier I, thing to do well I went there and then I saw someone tagged you in something and I was like ah <laughs> this is the fucking name what were you looking at uh, E-Y-E E-N-N you know like was well that we were I did the letter E the letter N the letter B I mean that's not that's what I did that E and B and I was like Okay, so it's yeah, that's that's that was the fucking big issue. I'm like, fuck, I can't find the fucking Twitter, and it was like shit. It's it's almost like we used to have a uh, our Twitter was WrestleLingus, and good fucking lord, people could not like if we sent a letter somewhere to make them read it and have it on the air and shit like that. It would either be wrestling us, wrestling us, <laughs> and I'm like fuck, and I'm like they would never get that it's lingus, you know, as in what's going down in wrestling. So that was always a fucking issue. Got but. it. Wrestling English, maybe. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, then you got Billy involved. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's already came out. So you get on. I did not hear you on. You told me you were on Radio Gunk with Monique. Yeah. And that show is not on their free thing. It's not oh, there. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm a premium kind of guy, so I, I can see why. Because they mentioned you in the show after. Because I'm like, oh, well, maybe it. it's here, maybe it's there, because they're, they're months different, though. But it says original date recorded and then the air date. So I'm like, I know it was the New Year's thing, and so I'm looking afterwards, and they're like, yeah, Chad from last week or something. And I go, fuck, and you jump before it, and it's well before. So I'm like, ah, shit, I didn't get to hear anything. Um, so you had a time you were an intern on yeah. Howard. Were you on the air at all? Is it introduced Never. as a nobody, huh? Nope, stayed as far away as humanly possible on purpose. From the air. On purpose, really? Literally, when they said, <clears throat> "What jobs does everybody want to do?" and they were like, "Office assistant," I was like, "Me?" Really? I didn't want anything to do with the air. I mm. just because I I didn't want to because I I never wanted to be known as somebody who's going to get goofed on, right? I okay. just I wanted to protect my own investment of don't want to be like the stunt boy, don't want to be because sure. I just figured I was like, if I ever walk through there, they're going to just. We're going to no matter this what, guy. Yes. he's going to be the guy that we just he becomes the new like, uh, you know, target on his back. Sure. I don't know why I had that like irrational fear. So I was like, you know what? I'm good with that. I'm just going to raise my hand. So literally the first day I was like, you know, they want who wants to work here. And I was like, I'll do it. Turned out best decision I could have made because the job I took was awesome. I mean, it oh, was okay. just it, it was so cool. So I was uh, working for the office uh, manager in the uh, the K-Rock office in, uh, in New York City, you know, the, the 92.3 K-Rock Studios. Yeah. And um, her name was Anne-Marie McCann. Okay, and, Anne-Marie. Uh, yeah. She, yeah, she left mm-hmm. within, like, two months of me. So I got hired in July. It technically started in September, but I started in August, and she left in the end of September. Oh. <laughs> so... I was without anybody there for a couple of weeks and uh, they hired Tracy Millman okay. while I was there. So I worked with Tracy for the time I was there, but I had kind of proved my worth to them in that time and got a job with Howard's personal office oh, during that shit. time. So in the morning I'd work for the show and in the afternoon I'd go walk over to his personal office, which was in his apartment building. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. 
You were allowed to look uh, at him in the eyes? I only rode the elevator with him a handful of times. Okay. And I, you know, I just described it as like, he would stand there as like a carrot in like the corner of the elevator. Really? Okay. You don't go, hey, how's it going? Good morning. You know, go go up to the, you know, the apartment. Just, you know, it was just very, it was a weird guy, you know? Yeah. Everything you hear is true. It's, um, but the show itself was amazing experience. The, the, the last day on K-Rock yeah. was the greatest single day of work yeah. you could ever imagine. It was a party. I mean, it was just, we were, they left the interns at the, uh, the station mm-hmm. and we just tore it up. I mean, we were wow. in the studio, we're taking pictures. There were girls doing things. And yeah. It was ridiculous. It was, there's pictures on a hard drive in my desk here somewhere. I mean, it's <laughs> ridiculous, man. It was so mm. much fun. Everything you could imagine, what would go on in the Howard Stern yeah. world happened on the last day of K-Rock. I was going to say, did J.D. get, uh, he banged someone the last day? I'd see, uh, I see. it was he all lost the his virginity that day. Only interns with me. I We were left okay. to our own devices that day. The, the party over at the Hard Rock had nothing to do with us. We were mm. left at the studio. And uh, it was just, it was crazy. But the office itself was very boring and um, just not, you know, not fun. It was uh, not a great atmosphere. The lady I worked for, Laura Lackner, mm-hmm. just nasty bitch. Really? Just hated working for her. Made it not fun to work for Stern and, oh, and the Stern empire. And Was that his you personal imagine- assistant, Laura? What's that? Is it Laura, his personal assistant? Was that who? Yeah. Was? Okay. Yep. Um. I was taking a job to become like her assistant yeah. and ultimately left to go work for WWE. That is, it, it's one thing after it's a fucking domino for me. I go, Jesus Christ. And then you've said, uh, that was like the dream job that became a fucking nightmare. It sucks. It was, That's it was unreal. almost just as bad as, as Stern. Cause like, how the, do you get it? K rock was what K rock was the bomb. I love K rock. Sure. K rock is, is the bomb? Is that show of my age? Is that like? Do we say that anymore? Is that is that show? Old, <laughs> yeah, I'm right? I'm old, so I, I understand that term. It's right. Okay. Uh, WWE. The process was like the cool part. Yeah. The job, it sucked only because like it was very like stifling. Right. They they were trying super corporate at that point. Like I had to wear a suit every day to sit in editing bays <laughs> and watch WrestleMania 23 in Spanish 15 times. Right. Ooh. Not fun. So that's where I didn't like it. But the experience itself, cool, because, you know, I met a lot of great people, made some cool contacts, you know, in Titan Tower, in the production studio on Hamilton Avenue. So do you move move to Connecticut at that point? No, I still lived in New Jersey. No shit. No, I mean, it'd take me two hours to get to work some days. (laughs) That's how it does for me at this point. hours to get to work some days. I mean, I grinded it. I You know, I, I did what I could to get there, but the process was insane and let me tell you this too and I've, I've said this many many times to people throughout the years i literally would drive from new jersey to hand deliver a resume and go outside titan tower and go like this and leave and drive back to oh, new jersey my god over the years back in the day that's when you could still do this that's how bad i wanted to work at wwe from about 2000 i'd say 2002 ish to 2006 i literally I'd apply on the website. I would email people. I'd find yeah. contacts throughout the internet and AOL and whoever sure. else. Literally drive. If I had the time, I wasn't working. I wasn't in school. I'd drive up to uh, I-95 mm-hmm. to Connecticut. Buzz. Security come to the door. Go, resume. 
they take it, they probably went. That's right what you worry about. You go, shit, do they even give it to anybody? But when they finally Apparently they call, did. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you go up there, I mean, it's like. In Wonderland, wow. right? Yeah. Willy Wonka. You, you remember Beyond the Mat? Remember that yeah. opening scene, you mm-hmm. know, with the, the, the girl, the, te- the, the girl at the desk? And yeah. It, it was that sitting in that waiting room in the front, you know, and looking around. I was like, holy crap, like I made it. And, I, you know, I interviewed in a couple offices in Titan Tower. They gave me the whole tour of the gym, you know, the Ico Pro gym, right? Oh, wow. The Vince McMahon gym. And one thing I'll never forget, they were like, yeah, you know, you have access to the gym whenever you want, except for when Triple H and Vince McMahon are in here. Really? <laughs> yes. <They're> the- <laughs> they could be the only people in the gym at the time. Okay. They're like, you're going to go to the gym whenever you want, except for when Vince and Triple H are in here. How do you know when they're but- in there? Is there a fucking memo that goes out? Or I you open the, the doors, doors and go, sorry. Or I never knew because I, w- I was at the TV studio from yeah. the time I worked there. But um, I had grown. It, it The process was so long like i think i maybe was interviewing in october november and it was taking forever to hear back and you're sitting there being like look i'm i'm working for howard stern i'm applying for other jobs i interviewed for uh the olympics uh at the time with nbc like and trying to make decisions i sent certified letters to every person that i interviewed with and i think it was like three producers an hr person and some vice president and this is for an internship. Yeah. Okay. This isn't for like a, a like a real production. Jo- this is an mm-hmm. internship. And I, <laughs> Can I work for you for free? <laughs> that just said, hey, listen, you know, like I got to make a decision. Like, please let me know. And sent emails. I, I know I got read, you know, re- this is back, back in the day. You got those receipts, you know, to know that they got them. And I got a call from the HR director that I'm still connected to on LinkedIn. And he said, uh, you got it. Wow. And I got just like the wrestlers. I got FedEx with my my little contract thing it says, you know, dear, yeah, Chad. You know, you have been offered this position for this amount of money. You know, how much you get paid? This, this document, dude, it was incredible. So, and I started uh, the day after WrestleMania twenty three. No or shit. Or twenty two, twenty two in Chicago. It was the that was the one that I started after. Wow. No shit. And so did you put like on a resume what you wanted to actually do? Or you were like, whatever's there, I'm doing. Janitor. I'll Just said, I want to fucking. Do you want them wow. clean? No. I mean, it was a production. Intern. But you're in into, it was video editing you got into, right? So I just would do, it was just production. It was just pr- umbrella production. So I was assigned to international production. So uh, what we did was basically you, you, you essentially, sat in on recording sessions for uh, Heat, Velocity, SmackDown, mm-hmm. for dubbing of the international market. So at the time, I believe one of the shows wasn't being shown in the States anymore, so it was specifically being sent to the international distribution. So WWE was still on reels at the time. They were not digital. Oh. So you literally had to sit there. They would, you'd, they'd hand you what the sheet, the format sheet looked like, and Josh Matthews and Todd Grisham or Steve Romero or whoever was the commentator, Michael Cole and Taz would sit in the other booth and you'd sit on the other side with the producer and you'd mark the match, right? Yeah. And they'd flub a line, have to redo the match. And when the final tape was done, you'd hand you the tape. You'd have to go to the editing bay with the editor. The editor would edit it. 
They'd give you the tape. You'd have to go down to the shipping department and the shipping department would then pack it and send it to Budapest oh. or Italy or Spain or wherever the hell it was going. What were your hours? It could be nine to three. It could be nine to five. It could be nine to seven. It could be nine to There's eight. It was always nine. Whenever. Yeah. Well, eight to whenever I got there, oh. I was driving from Jersey. They didn't have it like you need to be here at this time and punch in or something like that. Could have been there. At, you know, it could have worked 11 to seven. Yeah. It was basically, you know, whenever they wanted, you know, if they said, hey, be here tomorrow at 11, be here tomorrow at 10. How was the pay? $10 an hour. Really? Mm-hmm. Fucking crap. Well, and you got your dream job. You're like, they know yeah, you want to work there. So it's, we'll give them four dollars. That's what I'm saying. It's ten dollars an hour. So after gas, crossing the Tappan Zee Bridge, yeah, you're Florida paying State them. Parkway, New Jersey Turnpike. You know, like I mean, that's why it's. When I say it's a dream job, it's a nightmare. It's because it wasn't just what I was doing inside the physical walls. Yeah. Again, I don't like wearing a suit. Yeah. I don't like driving two hours. I don't like paying a lot of tolls. You know, I was with my wife then, girlfriend slash fiance at the time. Mm-hmm. Barely got to see her. I'm not made out for that kind of life. I don't like that. I like being with wrestlers and that lifestyle. Sure. Maybe now across the screen versus in that world. I don't necessarily like it, you know, and I've had opportunities to go back in the past and I've turned it down. I I got called probably like 2009. I got called by uh, an HR person said, Hey, uh, how'd you like to go on the road as a uh, creative writing assistant? And I was like, no, and I really needed a job in 2009. Wow. I did not want to go on the road. Because it sucks. They pay is terrible, and you, it's all travel. Yeah, the travel part was what would fucking, that would kill me. It's funny you mentioned Beyond the Mat, because my training school is uh, one of the featured with Roland Alexander, you know. that oh, they yeah, should, UPW. Yeah, that was uh, where I went to train and did manager and stuff like that there. So they were there during my whole fucking training time, which is fun. That, but you know what's funny, though? I mean, it, and again, like, two, it was there 2006. Yeah. Okay, not for a great amount of time. But over the years, you know, doing the podcasting stuff and having the broadcasting training, I've connected with so many people that have worked there or had yeah. worked there during that era because it was such a unique time because it was post-Attitude Era and the the company was in such a weird position. It was also pre-PG Era. So it was kind of still like there were no rules a little bit, but they were very corporate structured behind the scenes. And yeah. again... I'm sitting there watching, I'm in a full suit and tie watching WrestleMania, right? And like, I'm like, I want to kill myself, right? <laughs> but I, I'm talking to some of these wrestlers that were in OBW at the time, and OBW was like the Wild West. And, you know, they're going on the road for the first time, and they're adjusting to this corporate life that they really didn't like. And it's like, it just didn't reflect what everybody thought it was supposed to be. Yeah. It really was, it, it was, it was such a, intimidation factor by some of the executives to the people that were beneath them that didn't need to be there. And it carried, I hope that this purchase by Endeavor changes a lot of the behind the scenes stuff because that stranglehold of management really, really drove the morale down across the board. And the people that had been there maybe since the eighties and nineties, they really needed an attitude adjustment. Thank you. I don't mean, I don't mean by <laughs> that guy. Um, so now what's your, do you have a, a shoot job or is it a podcasting? Dude, right now I'm running my own business. Um, I, oh, I'm yes. loving it. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's really a, a grind. I mean, I work for, you don't want to say what for, kind of a thing that is. Yeah. I'm doing okay. sports memorabilia. And, uh, right now I'm, I'm really dealing in uh, private, uh, industry sales. I'm, uh, I'm dealing with clients directly 
and uh, kind of doing, um, you know, basically direct memorabilia sales. So uh, at the moment, I'm working with a really big client who uh, has a warehouse inventory of 50 plus years of sports memorabilia, mm. baseball cards, basketball cards that have basically been buried that we're unearthing and getting out to the public. And it's uh, amazing the stuff I'm finding. If you grew up in the 80s and 90s and are looking for stuff, I mean, I'm finding shit that hasn't seen the light of day and it's not junk wax. It's not crap. It's yeah. good stuff. It's unbelievable finds. And it's been great, but I do autograph signings across the country. I book athletes and wrestlers at conventions and trade shows and baseball card shops. And it's, uh, it's really cool, man. But no, I'm doing the podcasting as well. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's cool, but I left NBC. I was with them for 10 years and just didn't like the direction of, uh, where they were going if you can catch my drift yeah i mean that's that's another major fucking job too with nbc what were you doing for them behind the scenes i was working uh, in operations and uh i love that job i i, I used to say about in that new job, york uh i started in new york in security i was working in uh, more on back end security and operations and took a gamble and wanted to explore down here in, in Washington, D.C. It was literally with the NBC News of Washington, D.C., the heartbeat okay. of Washington. I literally said they'd have to pry the job out of my dead hands huh. because it was such a great job. And at COVID, I'll tell you what, and this COVID changed my podcasting career because when I was when COVID started with the two-man power trip, we used to publish three shows a week mm -hmm. plus a triple threat podcast. Then it was two shows a week. Then we launched the TMPT Empire. We rebranded. And we were doing shows with J.J. Dillon and uh, Shane Douglas and Francine, plus the interview shows. But during COVID, when everybody got sent home, the operations were changing. We were working 60 hours a week at home. Wow. So I had to scale back from doing the podcast stuff. So John Paz, my partner, really took the ball and ran with it. And I scaled back from doing podcasting with him and ended up focusing more on NBC, which I regret now in retrospect because I left NBC two and a half years later. Yeah. So, and he's took it off in, into a stratosphere I could have never imagined. But uh, it's just a shame how broadcasting's changed. But podcasting is rocking and rolling on a, on a level nobody could have predicted. Yeah, it drives me crazy because I've been doing this for ten years, and it's like you go, "How the fuck can I get some more fucking ears on it?" Which the Billy show does fucking tons yeah. more people. It's, 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 you figure you stick around long enough. Someone's going to fucking hear you. I said, this is my nightmare. I'll be famous like Rodney Dangerfield. Get discovered when I'm 65 and fucking be angry at everybody. Well, it, it happens with everything, man. You know, I mean, again, I've been doing it since 2015 and yeah. podcasting, you know, I've been in media since 2004, yeah. 2003. What when yeah, when does the big break hit? I mean, I've had great jobs, but has the big break hit? You know, I've left great jobs, but were yeah. they the big break or was it just a stop along the way? I mean, I'm I'm only 40. Is mm -hmm. the big break still here? Is my company gonna take off? Nobody knows. It's yeah. still not written. We're still we're not even hitting the prime technically, as it you know, the 40 is is like 25 now. We're that world is still out there in in this day and age it, it's not even we haven't even touched the surface yeah at this point i'm like i'm i've sent out feelers to barstool sports see if i could get some of my nonsense on there because 
the the wrestlinga show that me and my buddy Fausti do, I think is way different. At least I don't know if anybody if, if they have an opinion if it's good or not, whatever. But I'm saying at least it's it's completely different than any wrestling review show where people. Well, then they did the. It's it's not even close to that if you've heard it where it's it's just ball. This is busting. what I do to those. Uh, Turn the, them right off. Yeah, I can't even listen to those. No, so mine is a ball busting and an opinion about something maybe, and then you you go through and go, what the fuck is this? And, you know, so it's it's more in the line of that because I heard like Barstool has a wrestling show, but I'm like, yeah, but they don't have my but wrestling. See, they show. all do now, you know. And I I talked to Cox Cox Communications or I don't know Cox Media, I guess they yeah. are now. When they were launching, it, I, I, it ended up turning into some conservative uh, website, but. My brother was working for it at the time, and uh, I was trying to get two-man power trip on there. It was, looked like it was going to happen at some point. But in 2016, 2017, Cox Media was like, eh, you know, I don't think wrestling's ever going to really hit the mainstream <laughs> as it relates to these websites. And I look at these things now, and I go, this is bullshit. Because I honestly don't like that wrestling has penetrated these websites. I don't want to tune into ESPN or Barstool or these and see wrestling. Leave that to the segment of where it's supposed to be. Yeah. I don't like that. It penetrated all these other places because it's watered it down. I hate that you hear Joe Rogan. And now I'm listening to him, a Ric Flair story that we've heard 900 times be told again. And now we're hearing it on some other stupid show, be regurgitated by another guy who's telling it because Joe Rogan told it. Yeah. I hate that shit. I wish that wrestling went back to where it was like 15 years ago, where we, we kind of had it in a little, yeah, it, we the guys who were controlling it controlled it very well. You yeah. know, not to say I just want RF video uh, shoot interviews <laughs> and kayfabe commentaries because uh, you know, yeah, they, they had they had their time. It's uh, it's it's our uh, it's our day. But um, look, man, I mean, eyes up here. You know, Francine, mm -hmm. we we put out regular content. You know, and we we poured our heart out. She she bawled her eyes out about Chris Candido. You know, and and. It's doing well, but yeah. RVDs is doing quadruple the numbers, and he didn't have even slightly the relationship that Francine did yeah. with Chris and Tammy. So you never know, man. It's just it's one of those things. It's 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 sitting there for somebody. You just gotta grab it. So how are you getting paid for podcasts? Is it all just advertising on the on the feed? On the stream? Um, it's yeah, we get average. Yeah, we get the advertising uh, through the audio feed with Creative Control, where uh, the the uh, eyes up here audio feed is. We get monetized through YouTube. We do we do fairly well with YouTube uh, for what we've done so far. We really only turned up the juices probably in the last three months. I mean, the the, the channel's been active for about a year and a half, but we've turned the juices up considerably since about April, and it has showed greatly. Um, is it enough to we, live though? No, no, not even closely. Not even it's close. good for a little pepper money. Sure. You know, I'll say that, especially as I work on my own business, it's nice to see that come in every, uh, yeah. you know, uh, 21st of the month. It's, uh, well, like I said, a little pepper money in the, uh, you know, the gas tank. Yeah. But besides that, not even remotely, but it could be in a year. It could be in a, you know, get to the Conrad levels. No, I don't think we'll ever get it like that, but who says we're, we won't. Yeah. But it, you don't know. Dude, Conrad's just very lucky. He's lucky he had his own business to support what he was doing. Yeah, because I'm like, does and he, he do that business anymore? Jesus Christ, he's got 5,000 fucking things that he's doing. Yeah, but you know what, dude? He's, again, he just had money to throw at guys at the right time. And, you know, and he made the right connection with Pritchard. 
you know, he threw a lot of money at Shane and Shane just didn't buy any of his bullshit. And that was really, he was trying to get Shane big time Douglas. before he got Pritchard. Yeah, okay. yeah, shit. And Shane wasn't buying any of it. And now, you know, he don't like Shane. So it's, uh, he's, he's whatever. I love, I love Shane from back in the ECW days. That was always Shane's a, the real deal, bro. Shane yeah. is honestly, if I, my regular day, the guy I talk to more than anybody else besides my wife is the franchise. That's funny. So that's fucking great. He's, I mean, he's like the, you What's know, he doing? he's like my uncle. He's, he still works all the time. He does conventions basically every weekend. Um, works a little bit, you know, not every really? week, but he's still, yeah, he still wrestles. You know, he does street fights. He's ECW rules matches. Um, it's going to be rough on a body, hey, though. Watch out for that belly to belly, man. He could hit it from anywhere. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's got to be, uh, I mean, I don't know how well they were being paid in ECW back in the day where it was like, now, now you go get a do- job with Tony and you're set after one year, you're fucking done you know, for life. It, it frustrates me because I sit there and I look at it and I say, man, I really wish I could get in there and, and do something. But at the other time, at the other side, I go, where, where would I fit in to anything going on in that you world. don't think you can get into AEW with uh any connections and uh do like i mean it's no i do i okay. do I, that's what i'm saying like i i could but, but I, what I, could I, you do i've pulled back i've had emails oh, written and i've deleted dude. them so come on i got a great idea for jungle boy i'll give it to you you go tell him <laughs> fucking get this fucking never, thing going never there's positions they've had that i go you know what like that's that's my background right there had the emails written i go you know what i go i don't think i could stomach being in that environment i don't really maybe it's a different one though there though i mean there is not wwe and it seems like you only have to go to the shows so the travel would be way cut down from what you would have to do that's the only good thing about them is that they are very big on their uh, remote work so that's the uh that's the good thing about them yeah i that's that that might be and he seems to pay he seems to pay quite a bit even if it's uh, not necessary (laughs) I don't know. They started showing what their salaries look like on their uh, job listings and the paying. Uh, mm. kind of it's only the wrestlers that, that get this fortune. That's kind of reflected what that WWE salary looked like back in uh, 2006. <laughs> ain't looking so hot there, uh, Tony the K. He's got to cut it down somewhere. Well, shit. Uh, if you find any uh, Bears memorabilia, let me know because I'll be I'd be in the market for any of that. Yeah, kind of I, just, I actually just moved some uh, Gail Sayers stuff oh, okay. uh, about a month ago. I yeah, got, I got my got Sayers some, right, uh, right. Which way there? Oh, if I go the wrong way, right there in the corner. Oh, there he yeah, is. Yeah, Sayers. Yeah, yeah just had it. Yeah, they were. Uh, I went to the Bears 100. That uh, whole fucking when it was a couple of years ago, uh, the 100 get together when it was a hundred years of them being an organization. So they had their little fan fest. Everyone was there and it was the biggest problem. I go, Oh, I'm going to get, I brought all my jerseys. I'm getting everything signed. Everyone's going to be there. They don't tell you <laughs> that you walk in and they give you a scratcher. You scratch that ah. off. And it was like 20% off the shop, uh, autograph from Mike Dicka. Uh, fucking ten percent off a shop. It was it. So you weren't. It was like there was then lines. It was like this was the Dicka line. This was whoever. But you had to have the fucking thing. And I'm like, this is wow. This sucks. So my cousin was smart about it. We stood by the fucking entrance, by where the players all went, one by one was coming by, and I have a, a flag, and it was like sign this, sign this, sign this. I have a jersey for some of my hero McMahon. Um, I had two heroes named McMahon, and that interesting. 
And uh, so I had him sign that and everything. Like, but it was um, we would also go in and leave and come j- jump to the back of the line again and keep coming in and trying to put a hat on or something. So you would get another scratcher and you would fucking get then three that were fucking hits. You're like, fuck, yeah. And then try to trade with other people. Oh, you already had that person. How about this one? I've already had so, this one. So they didn't tell you that beforehand? No. Oh, no. See, like, and that's people were you. pissed. People that's were pissed. That's where they get you. Yeah. They, uh, I went to the 2008 All-Star Fan Fest in New York at okay. the Javits Center. And uh, they released the schedule like the day before. So me and my brother went. And, you know, I think we ended up. I, we wanted to get Gary Carter. Gary Carter's my hero. He's my, okay. my guy. And, I, I mean, I met Carter like five times so it wasn't you know i just always like getting him whenever we could yeah and we we weren't anywhere near the time for carter and i think we ended up getting tony gwynn and goose gossage and andre dawson mm. no i mean not a bad group sure. but you'd had no time to prepare because they released the schedule like the day before and it's new york friggin city so who, yeah oh no there's not gonna be anybody there for a new york uh athlete so we had to settle for tony gwynn oh my god mm. Yeah, <laughs> now it's worth it. So, but that sucks when they don't announce it ahead of time. But that's yeah, the problem no. with those, you know, those those events. They uh, they they pack them in for sure. But hey, you know, you're doing pretty good back there. But I'll keep my yeah. eyes peeled. We just missed it. I just got this whole group of uh, the the old school, um, not Heartland statues, uh, Danbury Mint NFL statues. Oh, and uh, the guy who had them had uh, they were they were signed by the guys on the front, and he had in addition to that. So it was Gail Sayers signed in the front, but he had a Sayers 8x10 and a Sayers mini helmet that went with it. Huh, no kidding. Yeah, it's uh, football is the love. I, I Eventually, I'm moving uh, back into Illinois, close to Chicago, and that is the dream. Like, get a fucking job with the Bears. I'd be like you, just send it. I'll wash the fucking floors, whatever. I just need a fucking job there. So I don't have to work for anybody anymore because yeah. I just I have the guys now on speed dial. So I don't have to work for the Mets. I got Hojo on speed dial now. That's I don't nice. have to I don't have to work for WWE. I'll just text uh, you know, Shane or uh <laughs> Kevin Thorne or or I'll text Glenn Jacobs if I have to. So there you go. See, I would just love to be able to walk into Hallis Hall and have a fucking job there. I mean, fuck. It's like you don't know anybody. It's hard to fucking do any of that kind of shit. It's like, well, how do you get a foot in the door? It's funny. I I wrote the uh, McCaskey before. And because I've always heard if you write him, they write you back. And I wrote him and because people will always, it's fuck you, sell the team. It's all that, you know. But I write him and, you know, oh, I, I, I said this when Nagy was there. I go, I'm sure he's a lovely person. <laughs> and I go with Pace and I go, but this job isn't for them. Maybe you look at this and that. Fucking, I have on my wall. He fucking wrote me back. Fucking wrote handwritten card. Thank you. you. And, you know, I got this letter. So I'm like, every year I need to write him and then fucking go, yeah, I was the guy who wrote you. I'm trying to get a job. That's what you do, man. I I did the same thing. And I name dropped to market my company, by the way. I don't name drop to be like, oh, I'm so cool. I name drop because those are guys I work with. So that's why I I do that. I don't name drop to be like, I'm so cool. Where can everybody find all of your stuff? Let's give the rundown. As Howard would say, you've said it all. So what <laughs> What do we got? We'll go right to the company. So it's yeah. IB Exclusives is the name of my company. So it's a sports memorabilia-based entity. Uh, right now on the website, I just have the signings we have uh, active. And uh, I'm working with a uh, card show down in the Virginia Beach area presently. So we have a couple of signers scheduled down there this August. So I take mail-in 
uh, cards and photos and baseballs and whatever you have for the uh, the signers there this uh, coming August. Old school Met, Mackie Sasser, he's going to be there uh, this mm-hmm. uh, August. Uh, we just signed the Barbarian. He's going to be oh, there shit. this August. Uh, Mickey Tettleton, uh, old school uh, Tigers, Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Uh, I think that was it. He, catcher, he'll be there. And Joe Smith, former number one pick, he'll oh. be there as well. So uh, that's at ibexclusive.com. Uh, check me out on Eyes Up Here. Uh, we want to send you to YouTube. It's ECW uh, legend Francine, the Queen of Extremes YouTube page. Uh, we're also in audio form on the Creative Control Network. You can get that on iTunes and Spreaker. Um, where Cav originally found me, Get My Go, that's on YouTube. Uh, comedy show. Again, it's comedy. Yeah. Gary the Conqueror. It's ball busting. Line. It's ball yeah, busting. And to show you would enjoy... I think you would, if you go back and listen to the archive, Kev, I think yeah. you'd actually really, really like it. Um, it's just a bunch of uh, ball busting. We we had targets going back to the first episode. I didn't join until episode 19. And uh, it's it targeted one show specifically, and it moved across a timeline that you can't. Was it John's show or no? What's that? Was it John? The Stuttering John. John show? No, 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 no. So it's very similar to the Who Are These podcasts style okay. yeah. show. Um, no, it was another John. It was a, a guy named That's John funny. Wangland, okay. uh, who did a show called wrestling with reality that I heard that group... name. Okay. The, so this okay. group of guys that are on the show, were all connected to, and they all, I guess had a falling out with them <laughs> and they just decided to bury oh. the show and do this parody show about him. And I had one interaction with him. And joined the show to talk about it and became a cast member of the show. And it evolved and it talked about other subjects as we went down. We did JD from New York, uh, who ultimately did block me. Uh, <laughs> we did Stuttering John. We did, oh uh, gosh, who else? I uh, wonder why JD fucking would, I mean, it's one of those like the people that block. I just laugh every time they fuck it because I go, you've won. You've had them block you. You know, that's what it always, because it's like uh, people are always yeah. looking for, ah, see, they saw it and they blocked it. I will and never. That's a, that's a great episode. It, that's a great one. The, the JD from New York's are they're great. Uh, Wrestling Otaku. I wasn't on any of those, but you know they they went after him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Just again, ball busting. But get my go on YouTube. It's also an audio on uh, on iTunes. Uh, so you can check that out. And uh, my Twitter, it's at Chad, I A N B. There Chad you E-N-B. fucking go, kid. <laughs> that's the way to do and it. it Instagram is at IB exclusives. So. Okay. Uh, last uh, question for you. Um, just, just popped in my head because on our Lingus Mafia podcast, we're doing top five hottest chicks of each race each week. First week was mm-hmm. white. What is your top five all time? Go from five to one if you can. Oh, boy. That Man, was we flooded <laughs> with that one. And then we have this week is black. And that was a bit harder uh, for me, I thought, uh, to find. Um, they don't have to be full, but, you know, they could be caramel. That's fine, Wow, too. man. I, I, on the spot, I can't really. I'm, I'm What's tough What's the on hottest the white chick of all time? Oh, my God. I think God. it's easy as hell. And you know what? Everyone either had this number one or number two, and then a lot of people had another, another one as two, usually. But. I don't want see, but I buck the system. I don't ever go with like the generic choice, so that's why I don't want to. But just it's give whatever somebody, you find to be. Uh, who is the hottest chicks? You know, I'll tell you what mine was. Give I'll me go yours. Through that. So let me look at my my notes. What I have. 
Man, I don't know why this is so hard now thinking about this. So here we had it was six because you have because it was because of basketball. You have your starting five, but then you have one coming off the bench. And so my coming off the bench was Linda Carter, Wonder Woman of Wonder Woman fame back in the day. Right. Okay, She definitely had her moment. Oh, yes. Not on my list, but okay. I can see, uh, see what you're saying. Number five, I had Claudia Schiffer back in that day. Of course, this is right. of all time. This is not current, obviously. Uh, Mandy Rose, I think that's, I think she's beyond phenomenal, Mandy Rose. And especially when you go to if a she Twitter penetrates that shows, the all-time list, that's a pretty good... Uh, she does, for me. Indication. And I'm like, fuck. Okay, uh, third, I have Margot Robbie. Okay. And then number Harvey. two, Mar number two is Carmen Electra. And number one, I don't see anybody ever, I don't know how it's impossible to say otherwise, it's Pam Anderson. She's the best looking woman who's ever fucking lived. Yeah, I mean, I you know, that's what I was going to figure you were going to say. Yes. The 90s kid. I'm going to go with somebody that I don't think anybody might put on their list, but okay. I got to I got to go with Britney Spears, dude. I don't you know, know what? why. Fausti had Britney Spears on his list. He said he used to have a poster and I said, "How often do you jerk off to this poster when you were in your room?" I, Britney, I'm going to go Britney. Um I don't, my wife and I still love Britney Spears, dude. Okay. We just Britney's Britney, you know. Even though, little... on the Instagram, she's pretty much showing her titties every day, and all. God bless. I mean, does that does that hurt the profile? No, it doesn't. I mean, you know, <laughs> is that going to bring anybody's vote down? She no. might be. Hey, she a little nutty, like a, like a fine wine, right? We we all get better with age. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, on the spot, I'm just going to give you Britney as my uh, my number, number one. Number one. Uh, I mean, look at some of the. Remember the what was the one poster that was out there back in the day? It was um, the Rolling Stone cover, the Teletubby. Well, uh, cover she had the I'm a slave for you video. The slave on, is good video. Yeah, exactly. What about um, what's your number one black? I got no, I got another. You, no, you. you're not into the black. They don't do nah, anything for I you. I got nothing for you. See, that it never, it has to be very specific for me. Um, I got no, I really, I got being, nothing for you. That's no, <laughs> that's no, that's nothing racial. No, somebody that's has nothing. a taste. Some I people don't like a Chinese, whatever. You know, it's like I got nothing for you there either. Really? See, I used to <laughs> bang Chinese all the time, man. I don't mind a little Rice Krispie on my plate. Uh, that was it. So. Uh, very, I'm, I'm very plain. Remember, Chad, you live in Virginia. And what is their school's uh, name? What is their mascots over there? What are they? What, you, what is the Virginia? What are they? The Hokies? No. What, what the are Virginia I what? I don't watch college. college. What are they? The Cavaliers. You're surrounded by Cavaliers. Oh, the Cavaliers. That's know. right. You I don't know. know. And Virginia's for lovers, which is what we've become after this. Yeah, dude. I, again, I will say, you won me over yeah. by, by having the balls to want me to come on. That was the first thing. And then when you said you're a Met fan, that was the second thing. So you said, oh, we're I, a long time suffering together. Can I, can't, I can't hate on you when you balls to have me on. <laughs> that was one. And then, and you weren't, and then, like, and then, again, people who have also been Met fans that I'm not a big fan of, <laughs> I will still be not a big fan of them, but you had the balls to have me on, and then you were also cool as shit, so I appreciate you, uh, you know. Well, the feeling is mutual, and you know what's funny to me is that JD thing, and I always bring this up on the show, I go, JD from New York, Atlanta Braves. The fuck is Bro, this? Bro, looked into what the episode, the that's the first thing I said. Oh, <laughs> 
I see that. That's hat, literally I'm what like, I said. Fucker. And I said, I think I wrote him once, and uh, you know, because anybody that can make themselves like that, I fucking tip my hat. God bless you. You fucking made something of yourself from. And Billy always go, oh, he's gonna have artistry. He just screams and screams. Exactly I go, what it's I entertaining. Said too. That's <laughs> exactly what I said too. Yeah. So if someone could do that, I am not a hater. It's like anybody who became rich from something. God fucking, but I hope to achieve that. Why would I fucking, you know, it's the jealousy of people. Ah, fuck them. They don't deserve, I do, whatever. You know, but, and I and I think I wrote to him and I said, the only problem I have with you is this, because I wanted to have him on the show and then say, you know, listen, I only have one big issue with you. <laughs> it's that yeah. fucking Atlanta He, he appeals to loser, dork wrestling fans that are just like him that are loser dorks that pretend that they drive a car to a fake bar <laughs> that let's drink a beer dude or drink a whiskey rye or whatever the hell he's drinking and yell about wrestling in the manner that he does it is so lame Listen, I, I sold like a motherfucker you. i guess <laughs> there's there was one episode i was actually going to send you earlier today i should have sent it to you the other day of get my go i want you to listen to that is I, I say it's the single best podcast I have ever been a part okay. of, which is funny because now I think this Chris Candido episode we did with Francine mm -hmm. might do that just because of the emotion, but this it's called bottom, right? It's on another level, like of comedy for us. Okay. But the JD from New York, you literally said the line that I said, and it's the Atlanta Braves hat line. So you have to hear that. I will. Now. I would totally listen to that. All right, Chad. It's been fantastic having you on and uh, hope to have you on in the future. We could do uh, some other nonsense. We got yeah, there's dude, ton of just bullshit to do. So um, now we'll continue on with the uh, other show because this is spliced in. It's the magic of uh, modern technology. So we're going to continue it. on to the show. Thanks, Chad. Okay, now... We're back, everybody. How about that, Faust? How about oh, that fucking interview? Give me that, a second to edit. Geez. Isn't that nice? <laughs> and, of course, my boss just called me on the fucking other... I'm like, it doesn't fucking... It, it is a guarantee if I am doing this. The, so the big boss the will call... No, it's fucking 2 o'clock still, Faust. What the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> fucking ridiculous. So, yes. Um, so, yeah, it was very, uh, very fun to talk to uh, Chad. And I must say... He talks about um, the shows he does from the Get My Go. I'm going to have a link on this. I, I'm going to send it. Uh, I'll have it on the audio link. And, Faust, you got to have it on the uh, other stuff. Okay. And he has another podcast. It's called a Perfectly Rated Podcast. And the Get My Go thing is pretty much playing other people's podcasts and f busting their fucking balls. He does one yeah. on JD where apparently JD then fucking blocked him right away. Because, you know, God forbid. Um, there, I sent you this video. Mm -hmm. I, I, this is the, I am laughing my ass off the whole time. It's really fucking good. And it's a group of guys, and one of them worked for Vince Russo. And if there was ever a nerd collection, like you have, I mean, it's a hundred percent. You go, this is, this is wrestling fan. This is a hundred. And there's one guy on there that's a big fucking fat. So wearing, of course, a Drew McIntyre shirt. <laughs> And is this is, the male equivalent of uh, girls interrupting? It's it's good. It's really it's something. Now here's the best part about it. This guy is constantly this big fat so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's on mute a lot, and he's like this the whole time. <laughs> he's playing mm -hmm. Monopoly with somebody else during the show. <laughs> 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 and during it, you hear Hughes. He's on there, and he goes, uh. and so, I don't know if it was Hughes or somebody else goes. 
Oh, look, he landed on somebody's property and he's having to pay. Look at his face. <laughs> he's all and he's upset. Like contributing to the show, too. He was there for and, and it's funny because the main guy goes, you know, those story. I'm going to give you the floor. I've cleared what you wanted to say with authorities. You're able to say whatever you want. Nonsense. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And he gives him this big buildup because the guy's supposed to go off on Vince. <laughs> he hands it to him and he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so he has to go through a whole story again and then give him the fucking thing. And the uh, guy thinks he's going to be really witty and really fucking fun and you know, oh, it's going to be funny, and I'm going to fucking be, uh, you know, I'm very controversial, and I'm going to hammer, and people are going to go, whoa. And it's so fucking bad, because he's doing one of these, Faust. He fucking switched the fucking hand to yell at you. You know, he's pointing left and right. And he gets into, if you are ever over here, Vince, in this area, I will find you, and I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And this is a fat slob of a fucking guy that... Balding, the chin beard, the neck beard. It is a hundred percent a wrestling fan that they go, yeah, he's as wide as Vince is tall. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> and it's I'm gonna beat you up. And it's like, what the fuck is this? But he's like, you got fired from WWE, and then got fired from WCW, and they're like, you didn't get fired from WWE. You fucking <laughs> left. left. Yeah, it was. It was. It's all lot. And then it's TNA fired you. They didn't. It, it goes through, everything's wrong. <laughs> And he's like, and you made yourself world champ. How about you put some boots on and you fucking earn the fucking championship? Oh, and it's Jesus. like, and fucking he's like, does this fat cunt know that it's fucking not real and you just fucking write somebody to win? Yeah. Real to him, damn it. It's so good. I implore everyone listening, including you two, I will give the link. It's it, it's not one of those, it's not a podcast that you could, because it's on the podcast, I'm sure, but you need to watch. Okay. The production of Durbin on here, Mike Durbin mm. is dirty. The production <laughs> is so good because he fucking zooms into shit. The guy goes, I want you to suck this. And he gets up and he grabs his ball and he bellies in the camera. And he like <laughs> zooms into it. And it's so fucking, it's so fucking good. He catches a guy, I think he's farted because the guy leans on the side and they zoom into him. He's like, and he fucking leans back down. It, it's <laughs> it's just great. So, um, yeah, that's that's a fucking good show, and uh, I'll put it in the link, and you guys got to watch it because it's 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 about an hour and a half, hour 20, and it's something to sit and stare at because you'll have a laugh out loud a lot of parts. And now I'm going to watch the JD one after that because he goes, oh, here, check these. These are the other ones that are fucking really, you know, good. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's fantastic. So. Uh, we're going to go over to Patreon side right now, kids. That is patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia. And um, you can find the rest of the show over there. Because we got to do our top, our starting five plus one coming off the bench for yeah. hottest black chicks. So um, let's get to that. We'll see you guys over there. Final round. What? You haven't signed up to patreon.com slash lingusmafia yet? Not only will you get the second half of this show on time on Tuesdays, you could also go back in our history for over 500 plus shows, like number 94, where I was on my deathbed. And I am Fausty Walnuts. And I'm Cav Manning. Also, by becoming a member of patreon.com slash lingusmafia, you are free to send us a submission of your own show 
and we'll play it like these super fans. Lingus Mafia podcast family, grab the lube, sit down, and get ready for Creepy Crutchfield, Girls of Porn. Where are they now? The Cocketeer. He's got a motherfucker, he flies around with this dildo jetpack. You see her butthole and the vagina, and she's just going to town with her fingers. WWE pay-per-view previews. So, gotta be honest, not excited about this. It's a horror are- show. It really is a horror show, but not in a good way. The Duchess and I review Total Bellas, like the time they said they wrote a book. So get on over to patreon.com slash lingusmafia and see what you've been missing. She's on. Uh... Oh yeah, not too bad, not too shabby. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. She, it's okay, it's okay. What do you think, Greg? Yeah. Greg, did you look it up? Here you go. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. That's good. Let's tell the audience but so they see. Another big forehead. Mm-hmm. I think that's a sign of greatness. <laughs> it's a sign of greatness. It's a sign of a big. Look at the big brain on <laughs> West. <laughs> number three, Tyra Banks. Number two, Stacy Dash, and number one, Alicia Keys. My favorite Trisky. Oh, Wayne Triscuit, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> that booty. Mmm. Laters. And that was an email from He's not your friend, guy. I'm not your guy, buddy. He's not your buddy, friend. I'm not your friend, guy. Send us your list, lingusmafia at gmail.com. Mm, okay. Send us your whites, your blacks, and then your Asians for next week. That Asians gonna be tough. <sighs> yeah, I mean, but there's a lot to choose, like all different flavors to choose, you know, all True. different uh you got you know, Korean, you have the other ones, you know, all that shit. So the other ones, <laughs> all the other ones with their eyes sideways, you know, <laughs> you know. All right, the everybody. Um, I don't, I don't think so. No, we got to go Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, Korean. That's the fucking, that's the real. <laughs> so Asian. East, East Asian, not like subcontinent Asian. Yeah, I don't need fucking, you know. Nope. Fucking, I don't need someone that's in Roman's family and, you know, that don't count. (laughs) All right, everybody, go to patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia. You want to hear uh, our great list of hot black broads. You can go there. Plenty of fucking nonsense said over here. Um, And all the information of old Chad is on our description there. And like we said, go look at uh, Get My Go on YouTube, especially to watch that episode. That that link will be on here as well. We told you all about that. Um, fucking, it was fucking fantastic. I encourage everybody, want a real good fucking laugh. It was fucking good. Just to watch this fat bastard with the McIntyre shirt. <laughs> it's the greatest that he's going to go kick anyone's fucking ass. I will beat you within an inch of your life. This fucking, it's the fucking, when you see the picture of him, and him dealing fucking cards on the side with fucking Monopoly <laughs> spinning the fucking wheel. Oh, God. Um, that's it. We're going over patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia to the Godfather Plus tier because we got a who's this? Who this? Coming up. Who uh, Remember, I can do anything I want because my dad is dead. And we'll see you 
next Tuesday. You're either lingus or against us. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Best podcast in the world. I am the best on this microphone. Nobody can touch me. Yours truly. <laughs> I'm done. Show's over. Good day. Fade to black.